Welcome to the Post to Post podcast. The date is July 9th. July 9th. July 9th, 2017. Yep. I am the replacement for Jason. He is usually the Post to Post podcast host. Uh, since I am here in Pennsylvania Island, I'm joined here with my father, Brent. Welcome. And you are Neil. I am Neil. Thank you. I did not say that. I will say that now, if you don't already know. So we're here today to continue the podcast. Uh, recently, we discussed that maybe the podcast would go on a little bit of a break, but we do have some extra time today, mm-hmm. and we thought we'd discuss a few things. That's great. And uh, create a little bit more content for people. So there's three topics on today's podcast. It's hopefully not going to be too, too long, but you know we'll have a pretty good discussion here, hopefully. So topic number one is the community that Post to Post has created, and it's pretty special because there's mm-hmm. a lot of great people that have met out there on YouTube. And, you know, people are, are really nice in the hockey community and they, they love really talking hockey. They really are. It's, it's great. And we've recently started a discord server. And for those of you who don't know, discord is just like a chat program where you, uh, you just, you know, there's different chat rooms within this our server and you can talk about uh different things in each room we have a general hockey discussion channel we have an off-topic channel or uh or room sorry and you know there's some there's great people on there we've had mm-hmm. so many hockey conversations on there the past week uh, i every morning when i wake up i go check the messages it's the last thing i do before i go to bed uh there's great people on there so if you're listening or watching and you're not a part of our discord I hope you can join because we're having some great conversations over there. I hope so. I feel like the people who aren't joined are missing out. That's the, it's the interaction part, you know, that you really don't get when you're watching YouTube and you leave comments. That's awesome, but it's not immediate, but discord is immediate. You know, it's, it's real time. You know, I'm, I'm old uh, compared to probably most people, but I remember an old thing called IRC, which stood for internet relay chat. Yeah. And it was uh, a real lifetime uh, low overhead chat client where you could converse with people by typing in real time. And Discord does that. But Discord also saves the messages. So if you have to go away and you come back, you see all the messages. You know, they're all there and you can, you know, catch up. I'm brand new to Discord. I'm totally uh, a noob when I get on. So if anyone out there is worried about being identified as a neophyte or something, don't. Uh, because that's exactly the, sh- the the ship I'm in right now. And I visit the Discord site, or actually the app on my phone, and I have the app on my computer, and I visit it a couple of times a day. I get notifications if anyone uh, references me and you know sends me a message. I see that right away. So it's quite awesome. I'd never heard of it before getting involved with you guys, and uh, it's working great. Yeah, and that's kind of why we made it, is to interact with people. We love having hockey conversations with viewers. We love having uh, interactions with other fellow hockey fans. It's pretty special to to be able to interact with people who watch you. And uh, I know there's been comments, you know, like mo- a lot of YouTubers don't really discuss what's going on with their channel. They don't really talk to people in the comment section. I try mm-hmm. and talk to as many people as possible because that's really one of the reasons why I made the channel is to to create a, 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 a safe place where a fan from any team, if you're a Philadelphia Flyers fan and you want to come to the channel and talk about the Philadelphia Flyers, it's good. my goal is that it's a safe place for you to come and do that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if a Pittsburgh fan comes in and sees a Philadelphia Flyers fan, maybe they can have a little conversation respectfully between their two teams 
I, I just want it to be a safe place where people can come and talk and not get bashed or be disrespected. Uh, I like to preach respect mm-hmm. and there's a lot of respectful people uh, in within the discord and within the YouTube channel. So it's been great getting to know everyone. That's it's awesome. And it, it needs to be a safe place and hockey, you know, what we're doing here, what you're doing here in particular, and I'm just a tag along, but hockey is the greatest team sport on the planet. And the word respect is ingrained in how hockey is played. It's not always exercised every night on the ice, but it's part of the game, you know, having respect, not diving and, you know, not, not uh, disrespecting your opponents or the officials, you know, and obviously people get hot-headed and people will get hot-headed in chat rooms and leaving comments as well. But I think you've done a great job in trying to moderate and make sure that everyone comes in with an ecumenical mind, you know, where I'm, a, you know, I'm obviously a passionate Montreal Canadiens fan, but more so I'm a fan of the game and, and the, the legacy that hockey has left and being a Canadian person and Canada and hockey being so closely tied together in, in their identities. Um, I'm happy that hockey is now being shared worldwide and, mm. and your particular uh, broadcast is going worldwide and getting a lot of interest from Europe and uh, the United States and elsewhere. And I think that's probably a function of people who are passionate about hockey but don't live in Canada. They're not bombarded even in the summertime every day with hockey news. That's right, yeah. And uh, on post-to-post all through the summer, you know, they'll be able to still get their hockey fix. And if everyone comes into Discord and leaves comments that are constructive and appreciative of other people's passions, it's going to be a great place. Well, I think the real success of post-to-post recently in the past three months have not really been due to me, but due to the people I surround myself with, like yourself, uh, like Jason, like Justin, mm-hmm. uh, Andy from the UK, or yeah. Andy from the UK, who, um, you know, his his suggestion was the Discord uh, channel, and then we have so many other people. Um, Brad from Newfoundland. There's there's just a a great group of people here contributing to the channel, uh, making things uh, safe and making things just a great spot to talk hockey and that's really what the goal is i mean that the literal motto of the channel is all things hockey and no one should be afraid mm-hmm. to come here and talk hockey regardless of who they cheer for that's right and and it also i what i've noticed about the channel is that it's quite age friendly no matter what uh demographic yeah, you we come do from. have a lot of younger viewers we have older viewers uh it's it's a pretty broad mm-hmm. audience yeah and, and I think the parents and guardians of younger viewers who are maybe 9 or 12 or whatever age they may be, I think it's a good thing if they feel fairly safe that yep. their, their child is interacting in a community that, that they will be safe as well. Yeah, and I mean, it's, I try and keep it as PG as possible. Sure. Uh, in my personal life, if you know me, I do swear. You get up into the uh, yeah. R. Yeah, but... Uh, I, de- I definitely keep that out of the videos, keep that out of the mm-hmm. podcast. It, it should be a, a safe place for people to come and, and uh, discuss hockey. So yeah. uh, I'd, a big thank you to everyone who has left a comment on YouTube, who has interacted with uh, me or any other fan of, the, of this great game in Discord, anyone who sent me a, a personal or private message, uh, either email, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, 
if you've done any of those things, you are the reason that uh, we are here talking hockey. So thank you. And I think the last uh, thing I'd say on this is since the last podcast was done a week ago, you have hit over 12,000 subs on YouTube. Yeah, 12,300, I think, uh, as of today. And I think close to 1.2 million views uh, mm-hmm. channel-wide, which is which is pretty great. I'm very happy and pleased with the with the growth. Uh, it's it's gone well beyond my imaginations for the first year. So, if someone had told pleased. you back in January that you'd have twelve thousand plus subscribers by sometime in July, yeah. you'd probably think they were drinking or smoking something. I, yeah, they were smoking the good stuff. I think uh, <laughs> that's that's not really something that was even imaginable at that point. It was. Uh, I mean, if you. I don't want you to go back and watch my earlier videos because they are terrible. But at that point, it was just about becoming a better speaker, just having fun, doing mm-hmm. it for myself, not really with a big goal in mind. Uh, the goal was 500 by the end of the, the year. And even then, I thought that was a bit ambitious. Yeah. I think you'll get there. I think so. Yeah. I think you got there in the 1st of February. Yeah, I think so. Or something yeah. like that. Is, uh, yeah. Quite great. So it's, it's, it's mind-blowing. And we're to the point now where people are contributing on Patreon, mm-hmm. Shane, uh, Gary, um, there's a few others. Sorry, I forget your names. Yeah, just brand new. Uh, brand new as of today as and yesterday. Today. Uh, it's been, it's it's been great. It's been really humbling, mm-hmm. I guess, to 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 get that support. So yeah, and and with that growth in subscribers and interest comes a degree of responsibility. Oh yeah, yeah. To continue to produce ever better, and that that's the ultimate goal is to grow not only as a person and a producer or an entertainer, I guess, a creator, but also to provide better quality content for the viewers at home because. They deserve it. Mm-hmm. They deserve to to see a progress in their channel, you know, better lights, more cameras or better cameras, better audio, more variety of videos and ideas and interaction with people. And uh, that's that's the goal, just to keep to keep growing, to keep it fresh, to keep new ideas coming. Maybe going back to your your age comment, I try and do a lot of videos that kind of open the door to a lot of people. So mm-hmm. it's the serious hockey talk that we do. That's maybe for the more mature hockey audience, the logo ranking videos and stuff, even though that's fun and some older people do like it. A lot of the kids like that because it's it's more entertaining. It's funny. It's uh, it's graphical. Yeah. It's, it's not boring. Rating mascots. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just silly. It's kind of silly content. So I try to do a little bit of that and a little bit of serious stuff. And hopefully someone can come to the channel and find something they like. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the goal. Yeah. Well, I think you're uh, doing great so far, but I'm a little biased. <laughs> a little biased. Yeah. Um, let's move on to sure. the second topic. And there's actually a lot of things to talk about, but I was thinking last night, you know, what team has really made the biggest step forward to improve themselves for the coming year based on the year that just passed. And there was a lot of terrible teams and this, this year that just passed. And there's a lot of huge strides being made. Arizona made some huge decisions recently. Mm-hmm. But I think the team that made the best leap forward is Dallas. Yeah. They've made some incredible changes, some incredible moves, acquisitions, firings. Uh, and I just want to discuss it a little bit because I think it's important. Before I get into this, I have to give a shout out to Brandon Renfro, 
and in Dallas. He's my friend. He sent me this hat. Fro, if you're watching or listening, thank you, sir. Now, Dallas has made at least five important moves in the past three mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. Number one was hiring Ken Hitchcock, a very successful coach in the National Hockey League, a very tenured uh, coach. He's been with he's been with Dallas before. He's recently been with St. Louis. It's going to be interesting. I think that's uh, I think that's an okay decision for the for the Dallas franchise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moving on, they picked up Ben Bishop. So I'm not really as high on Ben Bishop as others, but he I think he'll be I think he'll be great for the team. It's definitely better than what they had, but I I have some question marks there. He was 22nd in five on five uh, save percentage over the last three seasons, so that's not really fantastic numbers. He did, does has does have some injury issues. He has some problems there, but I think he can get past it. If he can be healthy and get back into his consistent state, I think he'll be really well for the team. So I'm very happy about that. Um, moving on, Alexander Radulov, that's a huge pickup. I mean, when, you, when Alexander Radulov is your third best forward on your team, you know you're pretty good up front. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see him him play there. We'll discuss this all more in depth here in a second but uh martin hansel was another one so you know big name he does contribute but for the money they got him for i think we discussed this the other day uh we believe they overpaid a little bit Mm -hmm. so uh it's going to be a little bit of an experiment i think moving on lastly to mark mathot a huge defensive addition to the team uh you know he had quite a run with with ottawa it was it was a lot of fun to watch so Pretty happy to see him on my third favorite team, Dallas. I think it's going to be a great addition to the defensive core, but, you know, there's still work to do. So I just wanted to mention one other thing before we discuss it a little further. They have eight draft picks next year. They have the ability to trade some of those to get some key pieces. And they need key pieces because if when I look at their lines, there's, there's problems. So on the first line, we have, well, this is the my projected first line. So Jamie Benn, who's a left winger, Tyler Sagan, who plays center and right wing, and Radulov, who's a right winger. So I see Sagan in the middle playing center there. Line number two, you have Spezza, who's a center, and Richie, who's a right winger. And then they're a little loose on left wingers, so maybe McKenzie, I'm not sure. And then the third line, you have Hansel, who's a center, and then uh, Shore on the left wing and Roussel on the on the Sorry, Russell on the left wing and Shore on the right wing. And Shore is a right winger. They have a they, things don't line up. So because Sagan plays center and right wing, it depends on where they want him. So if if Sagan wants to play right wing, well then Radulov has to move down to the second line. Either Spezza or Hansel has to move up to the first line, and it would it would be Ben, Hansel, and Rad and uh, Sagan. And on the second line, it would be Spezza. Radulov and Richie, but then Radulov and Richie are both right wingers. So who's going to play left wing? They don't have. They have some work to do. There's some. There's logistical line issues there that mm-hmm. they need to figure out. So I'm not sure what they're going to do. They're going to have. They're going to have to either have left wingers playing right wing or right wingers playing left wing, depending on how they structure the lines, which is possible. But oh, yeah. it's it could take a few months to get into the groove and. That's, it's not ideal. You want to have people on your team that fit all the roles 
right from the right from the start, right? So I'm curious if they use any of those eight draft picks to maybe acquire some some key pieces to structure the lines a little bit better. And their defensive core, even though they got Mark Mathot, they need to do some work there. Uh, right now it's the biggest hole in the team, and I hope they address it further on in the summer because I don't know if they can if that defensive core can make a long playoff run, but we'll see. And what the last thing I wanted to mention was they got 2.9 million cap space, which isn't really a lot. They're pretty close to the ceiling of the cap, so I'm wondering wondering if they're going to make some more moves to to free up some more cap space, but I don't think there's really a lot of moves they can make, so it's going to be interesting to watch the rest of their offseason. But uh, what's your thoughts on Dallas? Well, um, I think they're a team that's, that's always there to surprise. If you look at the year before last, yep. Dallas finished first in the Western Conference. They did, and they, they f- made it the second round. Yeah, they I finished believe. first in their division. They had a, like 106 points or yep. something. But the year before that, you know, they, they weren't great. And last year, we know how they were. They were 15 points out of a playoff spot last year. Yeah, they underperformed. That was a much better team than on mm-hmm. than was showed on, on the stats. Mm-hmm. One place they may find money is uh, with, the, with the acquisition of Bishop, I think people are figuring that he's going to be the starting goalie. They already have another goalie on the roster who's actually making more than Bishop, and that's uh, Kerry Letna. It's an issue. Yeah. Who starts? Yeah. Who Do do you get Kerry Letnin, who has struggled a bit, or do you get your new guy, Ben Bishop, to be your starter, who, in my opinion, should be the starter? I think Bishop has to be the starter. Oh, has to be. But Kerry Letna wants to be the starter. It's He's been vocal about this. Is he going to be happy playing backup? again or fighting for that top spot probably not but I, I don't see it and and they've clearly expressed a preference because even though Kerry Lennon's making more money this year this is his last year yes Bishop has signed for almost five million dollars for the next five years exactly yeah they made their decision that's right it's, so it's done he Kerry Lennon knows he's on his way out eventually probably or if he stays the next year he's going to have to accept less money mm-hmm. so it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm curious to watch the progression of Dallas this year, but I honestly think they're going to jump up the standings. I I would bet money that they would make the playoffs. Yep. And I would bet money that they would probably at least make it to the sex, in, into the second round. So I hope they do. Um, I'd like to see Radulov playing as long as possible next season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I watched him. I adored him uh, as a Canadian last year. I wish Montreal could have found a way to keep him. But uh, he's going to produce uh, offensive punch. But I think more so he's going to produce excitement among the fans. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's a guy that's going to be standing on the bench when someone else scores, and he's going to be having the biggest celebration from the bench. He's infectious. And I think that's what they're getting when they sign uh, Radulov to such a long deal. I hope his enthusiasm wasn't just also a rental with Montreal last year, that the enthusiasm continues. And now you've gotten the thought... Um, Back with uh, Spezza on the same team, you know, they, where they would have been on the same team not too long ago. Yeah. Um, so that's probably gives Mathot a little more comfort in the room when he gets in there, rather than because he looked a little, you know, kind of taken aback with the with the draft and then the trade, and you know, I think he's been uh, like a ping pong ball for a while. Um, so I think I think he'll settle down and do well. Hopefully, it's going to be. Uh, you know, you, you feel bad for him because he was like you said, he's p- kind of ping ponged around. He went to Las Vegas. Now he's in Dallas. Uh, lots of emotional roller coasters happening there, but it's going to be interesting to, to watch and mm-hmm. see what Dallas can do. Yeah. All right. Last thing I want to talk about uh, is, you know, the John Tavares situation. This has been talked about probably for the last year. Is he going to sign with the Islanders? Is he going to go somewhere? Does he even want to go anywhere else or does he want to stay? Like, who knows? Is it up to the Islanders? 
to keep pressing him and pressing him and pressing him? Or do you give him a little bit of leniency and let him decide and come to the Islanders, you know, okay, let's talk money. Let's do it. Like you don't want to pressure him too much, but too much on his shoulders to resign because he might just get frustrated and be like, okay, I, mm-hmm. I'm gone. So he's currently making 5.5 million. How much is he worth? Well, whether he, whether he goes to the Islanders or whether he goes to wherever else we can discuss where else, but how much do you think he's worth? Because we've got Crosby making 8.7. You've got Connor McDavid making 12.5. You've got Anze Kopitar making 11 million. You've got Jonathan Taze making 10.5. Patrick Kane making 10.5. The list goes on. He's been playing on the New York Islanders all of his life. Yes. All of his pro life or career, with the exception of a brief trip over to Europe during the labor dispute a couple of years ago. Um, I think his worst season, once he matured, was like 66 points, and he's usually in the 75, 80 range. I would say these days I would pay seven or seven and a half for that. Ooh, I would. I think that's low. Oh, I think that's low. I think uh, I think he's going to get ten. Wow. Ten to ten, ten to eleven. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, I'm I'm not saying there's not someone out there that wants to pay that. Mm. I'm just you know what would I pay? Um, he's still young. Um, he's what twenty seven, twenty six yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, so he's still young. So you know he's got uh, a lot of productivity left. But uh, wow, ten. Tends a lot for, you know, his, he's been a very shining light on a team that's been kind of dull. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he does. Maybe on a better team, he does way better. Maybe on a better team, he doesn't stand out as much as well. So I, I don't know. Mm. Um, I would, you know, he's a center. And, of course, Montreal must be licking their chops thinking of a guy like that. They've got cap space. Well, that, that's kind of what I'm going to lead into here. What mm. other teams does he fit on? Ooh. There's been talks about Toronto. Does he fit in Toronto? He does fit in Toronto, but... In a cap situation, he doesn't because no. you in next in the next couple of years you've got to sign Matthews, you've got to sign Marner, you have to sign Nylander. All three of these players are going to be getting probably plus six or seven million dollars. Matthews probably going to be close to ten mm-hmm. or more. And for the next three years, you're weighed down with Marlowe. Yeah, and and Marlowe's making eight <clears throat> eight million. So yeah. eight Matthews is probably going to get close to ten. Marner is probably going to be around seven or six. Sure. Uh, Nylander is going to be around the same area. Mm-hmm. And then if you have Tavares making 10 or whatever, that's... The math doesn't work. That's like half of your cap space, so... Especially when you're still paying money for uh, Phil Kessel. <laughs> yeah, you're paying $1.2 million <laughs> for Phil Kessel for the next four years, which blows my mind because he was bought out. But, yeah. Or he's salary re- retention, sorry. Hmm. Uh, so I don't think he goes to Toronto. There's no way that that, that deal makes sense to me. Um, but montreal let's talk about montreal he's a center it's what montreal needs they need a center a true centerman but does montreal have the assets to send back to the islanders to make them happy we've got galchenyuk there are a few prospects that could pose some interest but i don't think montreal has what it takes to land Tavares. I don't think logistically. so. I don't think so. Like they have, they have the money to pay him if they were able to get their hands on him. Yeah, they have the money, but they don't have the assets that the Islanders would want to have to yep. let him go early. And if he's allowed to go all the way to the marketplace next year, uh, negotiating, probably there will be a team out there uh, that will pay him ten million bucks, and it won't be Montreal. I think it, I think I think Montreal would make that offer. You think so? Yeah, I, th- I do. Wow. Because they're losing six with Volcanic, mm-hmm. so they're really just paying four more for. Tavares. Uh, and Radulov's gone now, so they've they got that money. 
Well, with Radulov's contract in Plakanics, that's ten million dollars right there. Mm. So uh, I don't know. It's I mean, there's every team in the league is going to be making a, an offer probably to John Tavares. So yeah, it's going to be tough. Will he want to come to Canada? Well, yeah, because you know, there's the tax situation. Yeah. There's the well, the, the the laser beam spotlight in Montreal, particularly, yeah. and and that would have been the case for Toronto too. He's from Mississauga. He's you know he's a Toronto-based guy. Yeah. Which doesn't necessarily mean he'd be favorably disposed to playing in Canada. Mm. So why do you think he hasn't made up his decision yet? Is he worried about the Islanders organization, their front office, their the top head honchos, what the future holds for that organization? Do you think he's worried and that's why he hasn't signed? Or do you think it's just part of the negotiation process? I, I struggle to think that it would be that he's worried about the health of the organization because in some form or other... You know, a National Hockey League franchise, in whatever form it is, is worth a lot of money, and it's going to be playing somewhere. Um, you know, if it's if it moves or changes names or does something else in the next couple of years, um, he'll he'll be fine. Um, so I don't know. I I have no idea. I've not done a lot of reading into what his mindset might be. Uh, obviously, don't know the guy, um, but you know, he has. You know, he's sitting in the catbird seat. He's making a lot of money already. Um, and he's due to make a lot more and he's a young fellow and he's well regarded uh, he's going to be a hot property next year uh, he could just you know play hard like usual this year and probably get a bunch of checks passed across the table at him next year and he doesn't have to worry um, yeah I, I mean that's kind of what Stamkos went through mm-hmm. he waited until not the very end but you know he waited a long time people were worried that he was going to leave uh, Tampa Bay Lightning the fans were concerned and luckily the deal got done, but John Tavares could be a very similar situation. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't look, and I should have before, because I knew we were going to talk about this, but does he have a no-move or a no-trade uh, I believe right he has a no-movement clause, yeah, yeah. So right now. That doesn't mean he can't be moved, but it means that there are special conditions attached if they wanted to move him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I should check right now just to confirm that. Mm-hmm. There's no time limit. This is a podcast. That's right. We're doing this in real time. Yeah. Okay, Highlanders. Let me find John Tavares. He has a modified no-trade clause, so he probably has a select 15 teams or whatever that he can't get traded to, and the other teams are open market. Uh, Who knows? And and nobody will know who that list is. uh, Exactly. No one one knows who the list is, and no one knows how many teams are on that list. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's announced when contracts are signed. Um, I think Fanuf has a contract that's pretty open. All those teams that he was, he would accept uh, is public knowledge. Mm-hmm. Same with uh, Emelin. I think his yeah. clause is, is public knowledge. Yeah, because I think in the case of Phaneuf, they asked him, you know, would you open that up a little bit you mm-hmm. know, to extend it and expand it? And he's like, no. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up for our discussion. You know, it wasn't as long as most podcasts are typically. Usually we've been in the hour range, but mm-hmm. half an hour, I think we're, yeah, for about half an hour. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, half an hour. now that we've got this, you know, we've got this little studio built, um, a makeshift studio, at least for now, we can probably, I don't say commit, but we can probably predict that we will have the opportunity to maybe stay on a weekly schedule. Yes. Yes. That, that was kind of the worry that we wouldn't be able to, but mm. it's looking like we're going to have lots of time to talk. So that's. That's great news for us and for hopefully the viewers. Hopefully they enjoy this. So 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks for joining me today. And with the magic of technology and the interwebs, uh, you can still bring in Justin and Jason and other participants, and it'll sound like maybe it always used to. Yeah, hopefully we can get maybe them to call in and figure that figure out how that would work. But mm -hmm. all right, well that pretty much wraps it up. Thank you for joining me. Um, thank you guys for listening and, and watching. Really appreciate it. If you are new to Post to Post and you're listening to iTunes or Google Play, we have a, a YouTube channel. If you haven't already uh, figured that out from the first conversation that we had, hope you can head over there and hit the subscribe button, or at the very least check out a few video videos and see if you like them. If you're on YouTube and you're watching this and this is your first video, hope you hit the subscribe button and join us here. Uh, if you like this video, hit the like button on YouTube. If you like the podcast and you're listening to the audio version, uh, leave us a review on iTunes and Google Play. That definitely helps a lot. And uh, yeah, hope here's to here's to the future of, of mm. podcasts and videos and the community in general. Make sure you go check out the Discord server. It, I will put a link in the description on YouTube. And uh, if you guys could check that out and join, have some hockey conversations with us, that would be amazing. I can't uh, wait to, t to meet new people and uh, interact with you guys. If you want have social media and you want to follow me, I'm on Instagram and uh, Facebook, Twitter, post a post show. Go search me, go follow me. And yeah, just interact with me and, and have some fun in this hockey community. That's all I got. Sounds good. Sounds good. Got it all covered. Got it all covered. We'll see you later. Adios. Bye.